Amen. What a day. Amen. Amen. So the package arrived. If you notice, Patty got to read about it. It's in Luke chapter 2, verse 7. Did you all pick that up when the package arrived? Yeah. Well, let's read it again. Luke chapter 2, verse 7. And she gave birth to her firstborn son, wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the end. Then we know that the angels informed the shepherds. And I'm going to pick up in verse 15 tonight. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen as it had been told them. Now, what we read tonight is a pretty familiar passage. It may be the most familiar passage because we read it most likely every year. I know when our family gets together, we read Luke chapter 2 and, and uh, we're familiar with it. Uh, but it is the birth of Christ. It's the Christmas story. And we're reminded of the journey to Bethlehem. The, the angels make the announcement to the shepherds. Uh, the baby's born there in the stable. And, and so we're familiar with this story. And, and really that might be the danger is just our familiarity. Uh, we're so familiar sometimes that, that we miss some of the wonder. I think it was Mark Twain that said familiarity breeds contempt. And so for just a few minutes, and I'll, I'll be brief tonight, I promise. Uh, let's, let's be like children. And uh, let's, let's hear this story. Let's be awed by the story of the birth of Christ. Let me just highlight a few things uh, about Christ's coming. First of all, there was this unusual decree, uh, verse 1 of chapter 2. The decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. Uh, Caesar, now that's not his name, that's his title. Uh, Caesar means emperor. And Augusta means honored or, or revered. Uh, we know from history that Octavian was the Caesar Augustus. And uh, he, he was a godless political leader. He was in it for the power and for the money. And, and uh, he issued this decree that all the world should be registered because he wanted to count everybody to make sure he was getting all the taxes uh, that he could collect. And so verse 3 says, All went to be registered or counted, uh, each to his own town. And so throughout the, the Roman Empire, this decree went out, and the people had to return to their ancestral home to register for the census. Now, we know from a few weeks back that Joseph was of the line of King David, and so he had to return to Bethlehem. And, uh, and the, the problem was he had a, a pregnant wife, and she was near delivery. And so had to, they had to make this journey from Nazareth to Bethlehem, which is about 80 miles. And, and that's a pretty long distance for a pregnant lady. He, that's a pretty long distance for most of us, right? Uh, so 80 miles. And uh, not only was uh, there an unusual decree, but uh, we know there was an unlikely delivery. Uh, verse 6 says that while they were there, the time for her to give birth uh, we don't know if they were expecting it to, to come, the, the baby to be born this soon, or they just had to get there. And, but anyway, time for, for the baby to come. 
In verse 7, she gave birth to her firstborn son, and, and we know this part of the story. They wrapped him in these swaddling clothes, and they laid him in a manger, and, and uh, God became man. And uh, who can fathom this miracle of miracles, uh, maybe the greatest miracle in human history? A little over 500 years ago, Martin Luther said uh, that the mystery of the humanity of Christ, that he sunk uh, himself into our flesh is beyond all human understanding. That that God, who is fully divine, took him took upon himself a, a fully human body is is beyond our understanding. Uh, but what we know, church, is that it was absolutely necessary for our redemption, for Jesus to pay for our sins. He had to come to our rescue. Uh, but how Jesus came into the world, I I think, was unexpected and unlikely. Maybe we could even say unfitting. Now, there were thousands of people traveling to Bethlehem to register for this census. And, and I don't know if we can get our minds around how crowded it was. Uh, we sometimes see a, a hurricane evacuation, and we see pictures on TV, and the crowd is, the, the line of traffic is just back bumper to bumper, and nobody's moving. And that might be a glimpse of the way it was in Bethlehem. And one thing we know for sure is that there was no room for, uh, for Joseph and Mary. And so uh, after... Some time of walking and maybe riding. We don't know uh, how long it took them or if, if they rode a, a donkey. We don't know any of that. Uh, but we know that Mary gave birth to Jesus. And she wrapped him in these strips of cloth. And she laid him in this feeding trough uh, called a, a manger. And, and God became a man. Uh, I think about being in Bethlehem. And there are lots of caves in different places. And, and most people would say it was probably one of those cave-like places that Jesus was born, uh, but, but an unlikely happening, uh, a young teenage virgin girl wrapping God in cloths and laying him in a feed trough, and, and yet we know that he's the King of kings and the Lord of lords, and, and so it's a little unlikely, and, and there at the, at the birthplace, there were no angels, and there was no baby music, and there was no announcement from heaven, there was none of there. That, that night. But what we did have is an unbelievable announcement taking place to the angels. And, and we read verses 8 through 14, Danny did, that the shepherds were out in the fields doing what shepherds do. They were watching their flock, and the angel appeared, and, and the glory shone around them, and they were filled with fear. Yes. And the angel said, Fear not, for I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign. You'll find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And, and suddenly with the, with the angel, a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and, and just singing glory and praise to God. And, and so we know that the angels appeared to the shepherds. And uh, we, we don't want to overlook these shepherds. They were kind of at the very bottom of the, of the social status of the ladder, if you will. They were uneducated, unskilled, uh, outcast. Uh, many of them considered sketchy. Uh, the shepherds couldn't even testify in court because they were so often dishonest. And yet the angels would come and announce the birth of Jesus to the shepherds, not the royalty, not the religious. Uh, when Jesus was growing up, he, he went to the synagogue in Nazareth one day and the scrolls was open to Isaiah 61.1 and he read, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor or to the afflicted. 
And that's what we see happening there even when he was born. And so the angels told the shepherds that the, the Savior had been born, and they told him where he was at and, and what to look for and where to go to. And I love the response in verse 15. The angels went away. The shepherds said to one another, Let's go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in the manger. Uh, I mean, just think about that. They, they got sheep to take care of, don't they? They didn't say, well, what we're going to do? No, they said, let's go see. This Messiah had been uh, spoken about, prophesied about for hundreds of years, and, and now it was taking place before their very eyes. And they said, let's go with haste. Forget the sheep. We're going to go see the Savior. And how exciting. Can you imagine the excitement of these shepherds? I, I love this story, don't you? And, uh, and so uh, not only do I want to just hit some of the details, but just quickly, uh, some of the benefits. I'm just going to give you two benefits tonight. There, there are lots of others. But, but first, the coming of Christ brought forth glory to God. Glory to God. You see that in verse 13? The, 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 the angels, a multitude of heavenly hosts, praised God, and they said, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom He is pleased. Now, we can only speculate on how much the angels even knew about what all Christ would accomplish in His coming. Uh, but they knew that, that God, their Creator, our Creator, they, they knew the Creator of the world was leaving heaven to come to earth, and they were excited to announce His coming. Jesus Christ, Almighty God, was going to allow Himself to become vulnerable as he inhabited the womb of Mary and was born into the world. I mean, he's the creator, the Lord and, and master, and, and he submits himself to such a lowly position. You know, we'll sing Silent Night tonight, and uh, whenever I sing that, I'm always a little bit reminded of uh, Revelation chapter 12. Uh, it, it talks about the fact that there was a, quite a war in the heavenlies going on uh, at the birth of Jesus. And, and uh, I mean, Satan knew that the seed of the woman was coming. And, and ever since creation, he had tried to, to stop this seed from coming. And, and so he goes all out. He vehemently opposed the birth of Christ. He even tried to get Herod to, he did get Herod to, to kill all the babies in Bethlehem. Uh, he had done everything to try to stop this uh, to no avail. And now the angels are singing the praises to the shepherds because Jesus is coming. And so the shepherds, they race to town. They wanted to see for, their, for themselves what the, shepherd, the, the angels had told them. And, uh, and they get there and they see Jesus. Verse 20 says, they, The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen as it had been told them. And so they, they saw Jesus, and they went home praising God. And, and uh, man, just think about the joy in their hearts that they had seen the promised Messiah, the salvation of Israel. And so that church, they saw him with their eyes. And, uh, you know, it's one thing to experience something, but isn't it something else to, to be able to share it with others? Y'all know what I'm talking about? Yeah, C.S. Lewis says, praise it not merely expresses, but completes the enjoyment. Praise does that. And so just think about praise for just a minute. Do you, have you ever met a fisherman who didn't like to tell you about the fish he caught? Or the hunter who didn't like to tell you or show you the picture of the big buck that he got? You ever 
know a golfer who didn't like to tell you what he, how good he shot? Or how about this, a, a grandparent that didn't like to show you a picture of the grandchild? You, y'all know what I'm talking about. No, we, we praise the things and we communicate those things that bring us delight. And the birth of Jesus brought great delight to everyone involved because they were delighted in the, the news that they'd heard that a Savior was coming and what they got to see. And listen, when they got a glimpse of what God was doing in their midst, they rejoiced and praised God. And, and anytime we see God at work around us, we ought to just go all out in praising Him. And, and listen, I want to tell you, he, he is worthy of more praise than what He gets from our lips. He's more worthy than what we give Him. And so, uh, not only did the coming of Christ bring forth glory to God, but secondly, the coming of Christ brought forth good news to man. Verse 10, I bring you good news of great joy that shall be to all people. Good news of great joy. Uh, this long-anticipated Savior was there. And so there was great joy because there was this proclamation of a Savior. Verse 11, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a, a Savior. Now we've talked about this month that Jesus means the Lord is salvation. This word Savior speaks of the, uh, the way, the task that he was going to accomplish Matthew one twenty one. you shall call his name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. And so the good news is that Jesus, the Savior, is born, the, the promised Messiah, the Savior. He is finally here. And it brings me great joy to know that Almighty God, all-knowing God, all-powerful God, the God of the universe was born into the world. And you know who he was born for? Me. You. you know what it's, notice what it says in verse 10? For all the people. Do you think you might be included in all the people? Well, you are. You're one of the, all the peoples, and you're included in that. And so the good news for the, us tonight, the good news of great joy, is for all, of, for all, in particular those who call upon the name of the Lord Jesus. And then finally, we see the pattern for our sharing. Notice verse 17. And when they saw it, they made known the scene that had been told them concerning this child. In other words, what they did is they went and told everybody they saw, we have seen the Savior. Can you imagine? I mean, you think you're big stuff? Listen to what we saw tonight. We saw the Savior. And verse 18, and all who heard it wondered at, at what the shepherds told them. Think about those shepherds. They, they were just common men who served a common purpose, but they were given an uncommon experience. And after they experienced it, they went and shared it. And listen, church, that's really all that God asks of us. Come and see, go and tell. And he uses common people to accomplish his purpose. That's all we are. We're a bunch of common people. And Almighty God invites us to be a part of his awesome plan. And so the shepherds, they just went and told what they had saw. And uh, while they had been uniquely privileged to see Christ in his infancy, listen, uh, we have the opportunity to experience Christ. We have this written record of his word, and we know about Christ, and so we can experience Christ. And the good news for each of us tonight is that we have an opportunity to see with the eyes of faith the Lord, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And listen, he's not in the manger today, is he? He's not in the cross. He's not on a cross. He's not in the tomb. He's... He's at the right hand of his Father. 
He's in heaven tonight, and and uh, he's just waiting on the Father's command to, to return and, and finish what he began 2,000 years ago. You see, the incarnation, the, the coming of, of Christ, his, his birth in Bethlehem 2,000 years ago was, was, just, was the first of two visits. And the next time Jesus comes, he's going to come to get his church. Uh, on that first visit, he came to, to purchase us, to redeem us, and to pay for our sins. Uh, he came to live and to die and, and uh, to be raised from the grave to pay for our sins. He, he came to be our Savior, uh, to provide us with eternal life. And, and, and he offers this invitation for us to be reconciled to God by turning from ourselves, by turning from our sins, and turning in faith to him and trusting his work. And so, listen, when you come in repentance and faith, God will forgive your sins cover over all your sins, give you the gift of eternal life, adopt you into his family. It's a forever family. We talked about it Sunday. And all that's amazing. That's what he did when he came. And so tonight, as we end, I just want to plead with you not to miss the wonder of the birth of Christ. Don't allow familiarity with this story to rob you of the joy that God has for us. Listen, he is worthy of our praise tonight. His birth is the greatest good news this world has ever experienced, and, and everything about it brings glory to God. And so let me ask this most important question. Do, has the coming of Christ brought good news, good news to your life? Has the coming of Christ brought good news? Do you know Jesus as your Savior and Lord? And if not, we want you to know Him tonight. Here's what we're going to do. I'm going to pray and and uh, the praise team is going to come, and we're going to sing Oh Holy Night. We're going to have the Lord's Supper tonight, and we're going to just celebrate Jesus' sacrifice for us. Uh, as they sing, we just want to invite you to examine your heart and, and think about Jesus, think about His coming, think about what He did for us. But if you're here tonight and, and you don't know Jesus as your Savior, Man, we'd be crazy not to invite you to know Jesus. And so uh, as they sing, we, we invite you. If, uh, if you want to know Jesus, uh, Pastor Jeff will be in the back, and I'll be up front. If, if you'd like to slide out of your seat and come and talk to us, man, it would be our great privilege to, to tell you how to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Pray with me. Father, thank you for the Savior who came. And let us enjoy, let's like the, the shepherds, let us enjoy the Savior tonight. Let us praise Him for what He did and what He's accomplished on our behalf. Lord, our great prayer tonight is that everyone that's here knows Jesus as Savior and Lord. That they turned from their sins and believed upon Jesus. And, and uh, we don't want anyone to, to go through the Christmas season without knowing Jesus personally. And so if there's a person here tonight without Jesus, oh Lord, we'd, we'd love to talk to them about a relationship with Christ. And for those of us who, who are followers of Jesus, Lord, thank you for saving us. Forgiven all of our sins. Thank you for that. Lord, help us to examine our hearts tonight and Partake of the Lord's Supper in a worthy manner. Forgive us of our sins. Lord, help us in these few moments to confess our sins to you. Lord, you died for them. 
You know all about them. May we come and confess them to you tonight. May we be able to take the Lord's Supper tonight with clean hands and pure hearts. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name.